It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Get more of A Woman's View online at ksl.com. Keyword woman. Now, Amanda Dixon on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. What a treat this week to have these three wonderful women with me. Lisa Walker is here, certified athletic trainer and teacher at Springville High School and a board member of the Utah Athletic Trainers Association. Natalie Gochner is my guest, the associate dean of the David Eccles School of Business at the University of Utah. And Dr. Susan Madsen is here, professor of leadership and ethics at UVU and director of the Utah Women and Leadership Project. And I want to ask you a little bit about these standardized tests that they give in the state of Utah, both of my kids, uh, one in elementary school and one in middle school, have been taking these tests, standardized tests that I think they call the RISE tests. And they have two different responses to them that I'm a little embarrassed to admit to you um, because hopefully kids have a healthier response than my kids do. Uh, One of them is terror. And uh, that may be because of his particular circumstances, but terror to the point of getting ill. And the other is, yeah, it doesn't matter in the big picture, so who cares? These, neither of these are good responses. <laughs> uh, the older one who has the more laissez-faire attitude, his thing is, I've already been tested on this. Why do I need to be tested on this again? Seriously. Speak, speak to me about standardized tests, Lisa, if you would, in your opinion in general. Uh, well, I feel like they take a little too much time out of the classroom. Um, they take a lot of time. They take a lot of time out of the classroom. Um, I do understand that, you know, as a teacher, um, I have access to my individual student scores so I can go and I can use that data and I can look and I can say, you know, so-and-so maybe has an issue with reading, maybe we need a little more time um, or math or whatever. Um, So I understand that side of it, but I also get those notifications from the counselors and things as well. Um, There's, you know, we call them, I think, SAGE testing Um, our sophomores will be testing all next week. So it really disrupts the entire week schedule for everybody else. You know, uh, certain classes, uh, juniors had to stay and take the ACT test one day. Schools cancel for sophomores and seniors. That takes some time. Um, I'm not in favor of all the testing and I don't necessarily believe that it's a good honest score. It's my personal opinion on it. Um, I, I can just say from my voice, I, I know this right. is not who they are yeah, I, because I believe that. I, I see the kids. I administer some of those tests, and I see those kids that just, they're done. Like, computer, we're done because I look at how long it takes. And others who are, like you said, the anxiety struggling to get through. I think even some of the prep classes are um, how to take a test, not an actual how much knowledge do you have in this area, but, hey, what's the best strategy to take this test, to get the highest score on the test? And, Lisa, aren't they tested in these subject matters as part of the curriculum? Yeah, and they're testing sometimes before they've completed what they need to know in it. So it gives a where are you at right now because we expect you to be up here, and so it comes back with a lower score. And uh, to some kids, they don't care. And to other kids, they, they think, well, where have I gone wrong? And you have to explain, well, you haven't learned that yet. It's okay. You're just trying to figure out how to take a test. So I'm much more in favor. Um, I give concurrent enrollment 
uh, actually through UVU with the courses that I teach, and I'm much more in favor of the teacher in the classroom uh, trying to teach them how to effectively study and how to effectively take tests and to prepare for college mm-hmm. rather than some tests that you have to learn how to take a test. Speak to me about this, Susan. In our society, we more and more want outcome data. We more and more want a evaluation so that we can prove things in a way that's outside the classroom. And so there's pressure on the one end that, that we need more of that. But these long, I used to be a junior high teacher many, many years ago, mm-hmm. Hillcrest Junior High in Murray. Um, and so I, I really have kept kind of engaged with, with that. And it's um, the length even of testing, when you look at testing research, the length, I mean, it's not conducive to really positive kinds of outcomes, even for the students. So I think there's this tension between that. And I just think there's, again, a better way. Don't you love that? I keep saying there's a better way, but I don't have the answer. Is this the way we test teachers? Oh, that's a good question. No, not necessarily. No. Yeah. So, so your point is, we should test them the same way. I mean, is is this the uh, way the state tries to figure out if oh. the students are learning what they're supposed to learn? Oh, I see what you're by saying. comparing. I don't know. I don't even know what I'm asking because I really want to understand what the value is of this difficult. Please, I'm sorry. Don't don't the schools get their Graded. passing and failing grades mm-hmm. based off of these tests? I think they Partially. do. Okay. Partially. Go, go now. Well, There's I'm just going to make, so this is an accountability issue, right? You know, you're spending money on education. You want to know what your outcomes are, how students yeah. are doing. But I, I think there's a higher accountability issue that's worthy of speaking about in this realm. And so let's just think of all of us. We have children. They're in the school system. Uh, do we know who uh, represents us on the state school board? I, I'm in public policy. I don't know who does that for I me. I don't. I'm embarrassed can, to say. Can we name the state uh, superintendent of instruction? Now, I can because I, I can. work with her, <laughs> but I'm, I'm, I'm but guessing that most people in the state Sydney Dixon, yeah, right? don't have a clue who Sidney Dixon is. And then most people would think that our governor, uh, any governor, but Governor Herbert in this case, has a lot of influence over education. We have a gubernatorial campaign coming. They'll be running on education platforms, and our governor really has no power in education. This is not understood, but the governor doesn't get to pick the budget. The governor, the uh, curriculum's picked by the school board. The governor doesn't get to pick the school board, doesn't get to pick the state superintendent. When I worked in the governor's office, when we had a cabinet meeting, education wasn't at the table because we have this, you know, separate governance. So there's a, there's that is something bigger we need to accountability understand. issues. So having said that, Natalie, we need to know who our school board representative is and be in more direct contact if we have questions about these. Well, and I would even go so far as, at least in my opinion, it would be better governance, education governance in our state if our governor had more control over education because then we have the power of the vote and we know who it is and we hold him or her accountable for what they're doing here. That's what I would like it's, to see. It's fascinating in the legislature. You know, I've worked on educational issues that my, a, a lot of the control is with legislature, with the, the legislature. Yet um, many of them don't have degrees in education or, or really they're learning and they try really hard to or learn. Or there's 104 of them. Yes. <laughs> and they're making some decisions, key decisions sometimes that impact Everything and and some of them try really hard to get on top of it and understand it. Are so, these tests interesting? Re- are they required? Do any of you know for federal money? 
or state money? Do we have to give these tests like like we used to for Common Core or something? Is it a requirement for for money? I wonder. I'm just I'm thinking most of the time it is, but I'm not sure exactly about this. Yeah, state. I don't know the current state of that. We'll yeah. have to check that. I need to take a break. When we come back, uh, since so many uh, uh, universities are graduating, in fact, a couple we're recording this program on Thursday of this week, and a couple of your universities <laughs> are graduating, and I know BYU already did, and the high school's getting ready to graduate. May I impose on you for your uh, advice to the class of 2019 from these three brilliant, wonderful women. We'll do that in a moment here on KSL News Radio.